Hey, this is ah. We gotta redo that. It sounded like a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think voice cracked. It sounded like a pubescent, like fourteen year old. Hey, this is Troy's younger brother. All right, yeah, keep rolling. We don't have okay. to restart. So just take take a five second pause. Welcome to the podcast where marketing gets personal. Broadcasting from Macklin, we'll be covering everything about our field, from the totally topical to the utterly off topic. Let's see where it takes us this week on B to Me. I'm Troy, a copywriter here at Macklin, and I am joined today by my fellow copywriter, Thomas, who just started working at Macklin, what's it been, two weeks? Uh, one day shy of two weeks. One day shy of two weeks, and you've survived. I think so. You're still with us. So today, Thomas and I are going to take you, dear listener, into the, the inner sanctum, the ivory tower of copywriting. What is copywriting? What do copywriters do all day? Why should you care about copy? All of this and more will be revealed right after a word from our sponsors. No, we, we don't actually have sponsors, so um, let's, just, let's just get to it. So Thomas, when you tell people I'm a copywriter, do they have any idea what you're talking about? No. Um, usually the first thing that they think of is uh, something legal because copywriter sounds like copyright, R-I-G-H-T versus write as in the writing form. Um, so yeah, they usually assume it has something to do uh, in a marketing sense, I think it has something to do with making sure that things are branded or I don't even know. That's, yeah. It's not what I do. So I, I, I just have to explain to him that it's, it's writing copy. Copy is words. And uh, that's what makes up all the marketing that you see everywhere. I've, I've definitely gotten the legal copywriting thing before. I feel like it got a little better, though, after Mad Men came out, because then I just I started telling people I'm Peggy instead of I'm a cop. I'm just like, I'm Peggy. Um, so you, you already talked about this a little bit, but could you kind of define what a copywriter is just in, uh, in terms everybody can understand? Yeah, for sure. So a copywriter or a marketing copywriter or uh, whatever you want to call uh, the person who messes with words all day is, uh, someone who, well, messes with words all day. They write every, uh, letter and number and everything behind all the marketing tactics that you see every day. So, you know, if there's a Instagram story ad, they're the ones that come up with the words that are likely going to be put on the screen in front of you. They're the ones that make the caption, uh, write websites, they write direct mail, uh, advertisements, posters, uh, everything. Um, they can even write things like uh, video scripts and video ads. So, um, it's kind of a back end thing, like a behind the curtain magician thing. Uh, but it, it touches all areas of the advertising landscape. So it's really important, but a lot of people don't totally understand what it is or why it's important. Yeah, and I think I think the term's a little confusing or misleading maybe because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the job today, like I would say 50% of the job is actually writing copy, you know, writing the words that people read. But then there's a lot of stuff besides that. There's like, you know, brainstorming videos and working with art directors to kind of come up with the ideas for things. So I guess the, you know, copywriting, copywriter, the term's even a little confusing to me because it only kind of describes half of what we do. Mm, I, I, to I totally agree. Yeah, it's... You, you, your function as a writer is a small piece of the creative puzzle. You know, when the project comes in, you're working with an art director, you're working with a creative director, and you're making sure all of your visions, you know, whatever you want to call them are aligned, and you want to make sure that you're on the same page with what's going to get uh, put out there. So, you know, it's making sure that the wording works. It's on brand. It's fits the, you know, the personality of the company that you're writing for and that it'll actually fit on whatever, like, uh, medium you're posting it on. So if it's going to be an Instagram post, are all those words going to fit on that aspect ratio? So, um, yeah, it, it takes a lot of collaboration, uh, 
oftentimes we'll get into this later, it takes a lot of research and just kind of understanding the little nuances of who you're writing for. Uh, and then weirdly, I like to say that it kind of turns into a game of impressions because you have to kind of act as the uh, company that you're writing for. Um, so yeah, same goes with design and all parts of the creative process, but it's, it's, it's weird because you become the voice, you know, you become the, yeah. the character that's speaking for that brand. So you have to kind of conceptualize it and always have it in the back of your mind. Yeah. And for me, I, I love that. Yeah. The, the idea of the, uh, different voices for different brands, because for me, I need to like almost, you know, get in a different, slightly different headspace for each brand that I'm writing for. You know, if I'm writing copy for like, you know, if I'm writing some fun social posts for like a fast food brand, I need to get like in a really peppy kind of excited mood you know if I'm writing like a, a longer form piece for an accounting firm then you know I need to I need to be you know get tap into my inner accountant if you know I don't know what exactly that means but <laughs> yeah I, I, I totally agree I I, t I tend to read and write the copy that I'm producing like either out loud or in my head as the I guess it's like the tv narrator that I imagine it going with yeah. so if I'm writing you know for more of a blue collar client that's more you know like almost like that ford built tough type of tone i'll read it as someone who's very like you know tough and sounds very all the things you can imagine and then like you said you know you, you basically just apply the, the the whole aesthetic and the whole feel and the whole uh the whole shebang with it and, and it really helps it kind of streamline uh and stay aligned to the whole time because otherwise you know if you write something for an accounting firm that's worded in uh like you know written down sounds like something that would be in a Ford commercial. It's not going to come across. Well, yeah. whoever reads it is going to, there's going to be some weird dissonance for it. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a, it's an intricate balance of, uh, you know, staying aligned, but also being able to take risks and being able to, uh, stretch the boundaries of what's quote unquote normal for each category. And yeah, still getting people's attention, but still kind of fitting the existing, uh, I guess guidelines that are there. For me, one of the toughest parts of being a copywriter is kind of no matter how you're feeling on any given day, you know, you still have to get that brand voice. You still have to, you're kind of like a television actor, you know, where you're like showing up every day on set and there's no way you're your best self every single day, you know, or maybe you're just kind of in a funky mood and you have to write some really serious copy. So yeah, it's, it's definitely the art of kind of, you know, you have to kind of control your own emotions and that's why i think yeah thinking of it as like acting or method acting really really makes sense to me yeah totally yeah it's 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 being able to um not only yeah be that be that actor and be the client but it's also being able to be the consumer it's able to take a step back from your i guess you like your writer or your artist ego and be able to read this and say would this get my attention or is this just something that i would expect to see um you know from a from a company like this um so it is a challenge you know if you're having a bad day if you're feeling sick or gross or tired or what have you, you still have to be able to produce and you still have to be able to come and be in that headspace. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's plenty of things you could do to make that easier and like keep yourself in that headspace so you don't lose it or get a writer's block, which obviously for a copywriter could be it's the worst detrimental yes. <laughs> categorically is a bad thing. Yes. Um, so what's the difference, I guess, between good copywriting and bad copywriting? That's people have asked me that before because they're like, Hey, it's just, it's all words, right? So what's really the difference between the two? I would say there's kind of uh, a couple prongs to it. The first would be that it makes sense and that you understand it and you don't have to sit there and think about it. When you're reading, a, and a billboard is probably one of the best examples for this because you only have, what, like a couple seconds to look at it when you're driving by on the highway. You can't stop and read the fine print because you'll rear-end somebody. Yeah. Um, so being able to condense a lot 
of important information and meaning and storytelling into just a few words. It's like the epitome to me of good copywriting, being able to take that message and have it make sense from the get go. And as that, you know, copy gets longer for say something like a website, um, the skill comes in being able to keep people engaged, you know, get them to that next paragraph where Mm -hmm. you're going to give them a little more information where you can get them to ultimately click a button or, um, you know, submit a contact form or something like that. So it's being able to keep people engaged and have them make sense, but also give them enough information to know what's going on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's and beyond that, there's the little technical parts, you know, everything has to be spelled right, grammar right. If, if it's not, then that's a, it's a pretty, pretty good show if you're not a good copywriter. So. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, for me, it's like good copywriting is something that you can just feel. You know, when you when you read really good copy, you just you know it is. And and yeah, like spelling's important, style's important, but um, you know, this isn't this isn't like journalism where you have to like know AP style. This isn't like writing a novel where you know you you know you need uh, perfect perfect writing skills. Um, to be a good copywriter, really, it's just all about being a good communicator. Obviously, you have to be a good writer too, but uh, it's really about knowing how to how to take a relatively complex idea and say it in a really simple way. Yeah, exactly. And then even further, sometimes you have to take an idea that's really, uh, I guess, you know, to to the wide consumer audience wouldn't be necessarily interesting oh, or yeah. something that they would know about. Uh, so that's where like the real challenge of a good copywriter comes into play is if you can take something that's technical or something that's quote unquote boring and turn it into a story that people will actually want to engage with that, mm-hmm. that, that much that you, you know, you can get the job done. Totally. So have, have you had any, you know, like projects that you've worked on where it was at the get-go, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? How do I conceptualize it? How do I turn it into something that people write? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I write uh, a lot of content for, uh, you know, economic development and accounting and things like that, which aren't things that I would, you know, maybe be interested in if I wasn't in this profession. But, um, you know, the interesting thing is that as soon as you start digging into these topics, you're like, oh shit, this is actually interesting. You know, and you start, uh, as soon as you start looking at kind of the human side of these topics where you're like, okay, it's not just, you know, we're talking about this, you know, accounting principle, but then when you start talking about it in the context of, of people and of how it impacts people in real life, then suddenly it's interesting. So, you know, I have a, I have a theory going that every topic is interesting. If you just look close enough and I, you know, I haven't seen that proven wrong yet. I, I totally subscribe to that idea. I mean, there, things need to be promoted and things need to be talked about because they are vitally important to, you know, someone's life in some way every mm-hmm. single day. Um, I, I've worked on some pretty like technical, uh, like blue collar clients in the past. And uh, one of them was um, they do spray linings for underground giant like water pipes, you know, like a pipe that you could walk through. Uh, it's like things to make them stronger. So I, at first, you know, learning about that client, I had no idea what it is that they even did. You're not and like I, a fan. I don't exactly. Pipelinings. <laughs> yeah. So, so like learning how to talk about that was a challenge in itself, but then, you know, telling the story of how that actually impacts people's lives, because, you know, if a giant pipe underneath a road collapses, then all the cars go sinking in and it's For a sure. disaster, you know, things could, people could die. There could be a lot of damage. So learning how to like personalize those stories and connect them and do that for a bunch of different clients at once is like bread and butter. If you can do that, you can, you can pretty much do anything in the realm of copywriting. And, you know, for me, the, the other side of that coin is, you know, you have the things that aren't necessarily interesting or things that you, you might not think that you're interested in at first. And then you have, you have the topics that you know absolutely nothing about, which, you know, I don't know if you were an expert on inner pipelinings before you went into confidently say I was not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think so. But yeah, for me, that's, that's uh, been a big part of it is learning, learning about, uh, 
these different topics before I write about them. And I think that's really important because I've, I've definitely had, you know, uh, assignments before where I've started writing before I really knew what I was talking about and tried to learn through my writing. And for me anyway, that's like the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah. Cause then you got to go back and you know, you'll, you'll see if, uh, if your writing holds up when you do that approach yeah. and usually it doesn't and that, that gets frustrating, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, you know, learning the act of being able to talk about it, uh, in a way that you'd be able to talk about it to a friend or to a coworker and be able to actually like hold a conversation about it when you, when you're, when you're at that level, um, you're able to better, you know, translate it into your work. For sure. And I think I've actually done that before. I've, you know, I've had a really difficult topic and then, you know, I'll talk to my girlfriend about it and kind of, you know, explain, try to explain it to her. And if I, if I can do that, then I know, okay, I'm like ready to talk about it. A hundred percent. Yeah. If yeah. I can like faux pitch it to somebody else, exactly. yes. <laughs> then it means that I know what I'm talking about. Have you heard of inner pipelining? <laughs> if you haven't, let me explain. Listen up. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I think we have time for maybe one more, one more, uh, topic, but, um, have you had any other, other, uh, jobs in the past? I know, I know this is, this is your second job out of college, right? Have you had any jobs that maybe translated to being a copywriter? Kind of. Um, I guess the, I, I had a brief little stint as like a customer service representative for like a meal delivery company. I was a, I was in a call center. So I guess like learning how to keep people engaged with words, at least speaking was important to me, like learning how to kind of follow a script, but also, you know, like work around it and, you know, just be able to communicate with people, mm-hmm. uh, though it was about something very specific. And but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it kind of shaped uh, I guess the ability for me to kind of uh, kind of read through the consumer voice because, you know, I would try to talk to people the way that I would want a customer service representative to talk to me. Yeah. And that kind of mental skill, I think, has helped my writing a lot because I want to write for people uh, to make it easier for them to read so they're mm-hmm. not struggling to understand what it is. Yeah, and you learn to be real, too. You know, you learn yeah. the oh, yeah. conversational totally. voice. But, yeah, I guess uh, one job I had that, that kind of relates to copywriting is um, I worked uh, for a... Chicago Tribune newspapers when I was in college and I'd work for, uh, not the really, you know, the really awesome one downtown, but I work for all the suburban, uh, newspapers and I would kind of get like bottom of the barrel assignments that, you know, the, the real journalists who had been working there for years didn't want, but you know, I learned to write about, uh, I learned to write about the Illinois Daffodil Society and a yoga drumming group and all these, you know, local restaurants and, and things that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have thought I would be interested in. But I learned that as soon as you start focusing on the people in these stories, you know, as soon as you kind of make it human, then uh, it gets real. And then it's a story that, you know, people start to care about. I think as, as a creative uh, professional, one of the most important things you can do is find good work around you all the time and, and bad work uh, at that, too. Uh, to be able sure. to kind of gauge what you're doing and how it holds up and things to be inspired by. Um, one of the ways I try to do that is just by noticing what's around me. You know, if I'm on social media and I get targeted with an ad, uh, did it engage me? Was it terrible? Did I relate? Um, you know, what was the first line of the caption? Did I care about it? Did I want to keep scrolling? Um, you know, and, and once you can start having those kind of gut checks with stuff mm-hmm. that you see, I find that to be really helpful. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I drove into Naperville today and on my way in, I was at a gas station and there was like a, 
a poster in the bathroom and it had a really good sub headline, something about like uh, reserving a shower time for like the truck stop <laughs> I was at. You're and, like, oh, and, this is wonderful. Yeah, exactly. It was crystal. Can I take this? Yeah, I, I did. It's in my pocket, but <laughs> it was, uh, it was crystal clear. You know, it said like, uh, reserve your shower time faster with XYZ app. And I knew exactly what to Beautiful. expect. I didn't have to like look around the poster for whatever I was supposed to find. Music to my ears. And that's good copywriting, right? Exactly. That's what it's all about. What are some ways that you try to find uh, good content around you? Well, for me, I guess, like, I, I definitely reflexively pay attention to ads more than I used to, kind of like what you're talking about. But then for me, I really need to, like, I need to watch movies. I need to, like, read fiction, read novels. It's like other creative work that has absolutely nothing to do with marketing uh, helps me. Because as soon as I start to think, like, you know, as soon as I rationally start to break down my copy where I'm like, okay, this this part needs to do this, this part needs to do that. As soon as I like try to get a little too intellectual with it, then it just doesn't work. It's kind of like reading reading good copy. You know, you just really need to feel it. Mm-hmm. Do you, random question, do you turn on subtitles when you watch movies to enhance your... <laughs> Your copywriting judging experience. experience. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I just do it because I can't pay attention if I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I like to justify and say that I'm developing myself professionally. (laughs) I I use my copywriting as an excuse to get away with all sorts of things too. So (laughs) I guess. Well, I think this has been a great, uh, great conversation, Thomas. Yeah, I agree, man. It it, it was a pleasure. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and uh, join us on the next Be To Me.